Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Last hour, we were discussing the indictment of Donald Trump impending on Tuesday, according to Donald Trump. And uh, right before the top of the hour, uh, I got a call from David who said, why... uh, uh, why are we even going over any of these details? Because we know it's all BS. And I don't know that. I don't know that to be the case. If if Donald Trump comes out, I mean, am I not am I supposed to believe Donald Trump that because here's the thing, I I don't believe him either. <laughs> I, I I don't trust automatically, I don't just default to trusting him or CNN. Or the FBI. I don't automatically trust any of them. So I'm I, I'm sitting here and I'm listening. Trump comes on. He says, I'm innocent. And they're they're trying to railroad me. And you know what? It's got a bit of a track record there, right? FBI going after him, crossfire hurricane and such, and numerous other ways the media has uh, spent the last six years. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at past history. I'm saying that that might be a good predictor of current and future events, right? However, I cannot ignore that he's being indicted because he's said he's being indicted, unless he's lying, but I don't think he's lying, so um, I'm assuming he is going to be indicted. Last time he said he was going to get indicted, he was up in New York. And then we saw what they were looking at in New York on those charges, and we were like, this is insane. And maybe that's what happens here, too. I don't know. But all the leaking, and I know a lot of people just assume that it's always coming from the FBI or the intel community or um, somebody inside the uh, prosecution. But that's not that that's not necessarily the case, right? There have been a lot of leaks that come out of Trump world for whatever reasons. Either, you know, people are – it's amazing how many people leak to media just because they want to feel like they've got some piece of information. And look at me. I, I'm important. Like, for real, people leak for reasons like that. And sometimes they leak for their own agenda, right, to advance that, whatever that might be. Maybe they've cut a deal. Maybe they're trying to distance themselves, or maybe they're trying to, I mean, there's the other, the other possibility here is that, yeah, there's, this is a distraction event. Even, even if you say it's not intentional or it's not nefarious, it is still a distracting event even if it's just coincidentally at the same time that the House Oversight Committee gets its hands on the um, on the federal form with the allegation of bribery against Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Coincidentally, this comes out. Coincidentally, they call Trump's team and say, hey, you're going to get indicted on Tuesday. You got to turn yourself in. Is that coincidental? Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. And I'm sorry if I if I'm expressing uh, you know doubt about knowing what the truth is because I don't have all the information. But that's that's always how I've approached this stuff because I 
I recognize when I don't have all the information. And especially if the Trump era has taught us anything, it's to wait for more information to come out. I take the same approach in the mass shooting situations, right? And I know people want to, people want, they want the story and the evidence to line up with what they already believe. I get it. I do. It's easier that way. But I, I, that's, but I don't, I don't do it that way. So, yeah, and I don't trust the FBI, and I don't trust CNN, and I don't trust Donald Trump, and I don't trust the you know, Republicans, I don't trust the Democrats. I'll listen to what they say, and if it's a big deal, I'm going to really, really, really suspend belief, right? But if it's nothing, then I'll, you know, I'll just kind of, okay, whatever, they said this. Here's a message from Gary. If the DOJ goes after Trump for classified documents and gave Hillary a skate on her servers and Hunter and Joe a pass on uh, uh, okay and give Hunter and Joe a pass there will be a massive unwinding of norms and then chaos we will be officially a banana republic with two justice systems based on politics and power right this is why and yeah this is my larger concern is that because you know, to David's point where he said this, you know, it's all BS. And I don't think it's all BS. I think there may be a good amount of BS in it, but I don't know what is and isn't. But I suspect there's going to be a bunch of it. There's going to be some BS in the equation. Right? It's going to be in the mix. Well, if this thing is not clean, then you have set us on a path for this kind of action to be taken. And I endorse it. I, I, I am left with no other alternative because you can't start the new standard and then not expect it to carry over, right? Like up until now, there was this belief that, okay, the guy's out of office, just, you know, you leave him alone. And that was reinforced, by the way, with Hillary Clinton and even with Bill Clinton. Like, all, like, they're out of office, it's just, you know, let them go. And, that's, and I suspect there it's always part of the deal why they kind of go off into the sunset and you never, you never hear them talking about politics after the fact because there's no need to, right? And if, you just, if you're going to keep on stirring the pot out there, then, um, then maybe, you know, the, the current administration, they might be like, hey, remember that thing you did in your third year? Let's take a look at that, right? So maybe there's some self-preservation going on, why presidents don't engage in politics anymore after they're out. Or maybe not. I don't know. But the, the key here is that you're, you're starting this new, this new precedent, and it can't just be wielded against one party. And the evidence, as I've gone over over the last few weeks now with Joe Biden and the, and the, the influence-peddling racket that he and his family have been operating for years, um, the evidence is enough, in my mind, to warrant a grand jury investigation and indictments moving forward, and at the very least, articles of impeachment. And maybe that's where the House Oversight Committee is going to get to at some point, but they better get to it before, uh, well, hang on. Maybe, okay, here, all right, hang on. Wait until after Democrats can't put somebody else up. Oh, no, wait a minute. I don't know if I want that either, because then we get Kamala Harris. Okay, do it now. All right, yeah. 
Do it now. My first instinct was right. Do it now. Go after him now. Do the articles of impeachment now. So this way, Democrats can try to swap them out with somebody. Yeah, I, these are the these are the rules. New rules. Um, eight out of ten partisans believe the agenda. Oh no, hang on a second. This is the NBC poll. I want to jump to the last data point. Right, right. Because there's a bunch of different uh, data points here. I started with the first one. I did not mean to. This is the one that hooks in. It's the FBI data point. Feelings towards the FBI. Okay, this is an NBC News poll, and it's been going on for years, and they keep asking the same question, and they break it down by uh, political affiliation. Going back to 1995, your feelings towards the FBI, positive, neutral, uh, or somewhat negative or very negative. So here is the percent positive, because all the other percentages are neutral, Negative or very negative, right? So here are your positive results. In July of 95, 52% of Republicans had a positive view, 50% of Democrats had a positive view, and 49% of independents had a positive view of the FBI. So like half, positive, in 1995. Fast forward, 2022. Independents... Their number went from 49% positive. They're now down to 37%. So that tells you that two-thirds of independents have a neutral or negative view of the FBI. Only 18% of Republicans have a positive view of the FBI now. That's a problem. That is a big problem. But get a load of this number for the Democrats. 70% positive. Democrats have a 70% positive view of the FBI. How did that happen? They do realize that's law enforcement, right? But that's a, that, is a, that is a sharp turn. In 20 years, Democrats have rocketed up to a 70% approval of the FBI. And Republicans cratered out at 18% approval or positive view. It, and that's why the FBI... Right, they're viewed as as an arm of the Democrat Party, and I wonder if the Democrats see it as that too. Oh, hey, real quick before I forget, Carolina Readiness Supply is prepping for its annual Heritage Life Skills event. It's coming up in July, and you can learn how to be better prepared and self sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading, canning, water storage radio communications, herbal remedies, home defense, fermenting vegetables, all sorts of stuff. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com. That's carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? David Marcus tweeting... Quote, it's insufficient to say the Trump, Biden, and Pence classified document cases are different. If they all broke the law, we need to know the exact standard of prosecutorial discretion that requires one to be prosecuted, but not the others. Right. If possessing the documents is against the law, then why does does, uh, Pence and Biden... Why do they skate 
and Trump doesn't. Is it because Trump didn't want to turn the documents back over? Is it because, like, they self-identified, like Pence and Biden were like, oh, wait, wait, you found some stuff. Here, take it all back. And so they're like, oh, okay, thank you very much. So no crime occurred? But a crime did occur, right? I mean, that's the violation. Right, so what is the standard here? Um, oh, and by the way, Hillary Clinton tweeting out a picture of uh, uh, her wearing a hat that says, but her emails. And she says, bringing this back out in light of recent news, get a limited edition, but her emails hat and support onward together groups working to strengthen our democracy. Yeah, she's fundraising. She's selling merch off of this. That's what you get. New rules, people. <laughs> yeah, the FBI with a 18% positive rating among Republicans. This is from an NBC poll. They've been putting, uh, putting these questions out for 20 years or so. So the trends are actually pretty amazing. Red and blue America do not agree on the major issues that are uh, facing the country. So when you look back, so you go back 20 years, so 2002, right, right after 9-11, and Republicans are saying fighting terrorism, dealing with tax cuts, and dealing with Iraq. Democrats are saying strengthening regulations on business, protecting Social Security, strengthening the economy, dealing with health care costs. So we had different priorities, however the gap between the Republicans and Democrats when responding with those answers were in the single or, or in the teens percentage difference, right? So we were all still kind of clustered together. These were still issues that a lot of people were, uh, were identifying as their top issues. But as the years have gone by, the spread between the two groups has widened. And so now... The number one issue among Republicans they say facing America is immigration or the border. And that's a 39% spread over the Democrat position of of how high they rank it. Jobs in the economies, number two for Republicans, that's plus 28 over Democrats. That's the spread. Crime, number three, plus 19. Cost of living, plus 18. Over on the Democrat side, Number one issue is guns. Number two is health care. Number three is climate change. Number four is abortion. And number five is threats to democracy. We don't even agree on what the major problems are in America. The composition of the Republican Party has shifted significantly over the decades to non-college whites. I would chalk this up to the Trump effect. But also NAFTA disillusionment with the Democrat Party after the Obama years, right? There were a lot of Obama voters that then went for Trump. So the total Republican non-college whites, 10 years ago, 2012, they made up 48%. Self-described Republicans, non-college educated white people, 48%. Now it's 62%. And the, and the, uh, the Republican college degree people at it's down to a quarter what else the sharp increase in white non-college voters 
means that it is the Democrats who are now much more supportive of free trade. Free trade. Yeah, I never thought I would see that. Then the question of, should government do more? Should government do more? Republicans, 23% say yes. That is up from 17. I suspect that's also part of the, the Trump effect. Independence went from 43% saying government should do more back in 1995. It went from 43%, now it's up to 60%. And Democrats went from 45% all the way to 82%. So independents and Democrats now, you have obvious majorities, large majorities that say government should do more. Change in support for abortion. Democrats have become way more radical over time on their abortion positions. Republicans and uh, independents have remained the same over the last uh, decade and a half. Climate change urgency. Republicans remain somewhere around 12%, same as it was back in 1999. Independents have gone from 25%. Urgency, say it's urgent, it's a serious problem. Action immediately is necessary. Gone from 25 to 45%. Democrats went from 29% to 74%. Wait till you hear about MLK's dream. And who believes in Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream? All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's military surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. The email, by the way, is Pete at the Pete Callender Show.com. I do have Stan, I've got your email here. I'll just read it right now. Uh, Pete, I am wondering when the people in government who selectively and continually leak classified information to organizations like the New York Times and Washington Post, when are they ever going to be prosecuted for essentially doing the same thing they're so gleeful to see Donald Trump prosecuted for? I believe the answer is uh, shut up, racist. No, I'm. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't know why they're never. They're never burned when they leak false information. I would. You know, you you give me stuff that's wrong, like you plant stories. Through me, you use me as a conduit to plant a false story. If I find out that, it, you, that that's why you did it, then I burn you. Like that's, I say this is the person that planted the story. Because now you weren't leaking for some sort of, you know, good government kind of check on the powerful or the corrupt. No, no, you were doing it for some other nefarious purpose. And I don't want to be a part of that. The NBC poll shows underlying uh, underlying the differences between the two parties continues to be the attitude about the role of government. It is the same net difference uh, compared to a decade ago, but now fully 80% of Democrats believe the government should be doing more. The most stable finding 
over a decade is that Republicans barely budge on a host of issues, while Democrats' positions on abortion, climate change, immigration, affirmative action, have all fundamentally shifted to the left, further to the left. In fact, over the past decade, the Democratic Party has seen now a majority of Democrats describe themselves as liberal. There has been a 10-point jump in the percentage of Democrats who say they are very liberal. So this idea that the Republican Party is becoming radical, yeah, no, that's a bit of projection. It's the, it's the Democratic Party who is becoming so far to the left, they're, they're going off the rails. But we can't talk about that because it's the Democrats, and that's, the, that's your Democrat privilege. So as the left or as the Democrats move further and further to the left, Republicans are fixed, right? They're, they're, they're barely budging on these issues. And now that's how you end up with this, you know, these rantings on like abortion. We got to have abortion until the moment of birth. Like this is where the Democrats are now. That is the radical position. And get a load of this one. Oh, sorry. No, that was not. That was not an Iran invasion plan that just I waved around. Um. Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream, right? The I Have a Dream speech, that America is a nation where people are not judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Do you agree or disagree with that statement? America is a nation where people are not judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. 70% of Republicans agree with that. 47% of independents and 28% of Democrats. Only 28% of Democrats believe that. And 70% have a positive opinion about the FBI and 80% want the government to do more. What could go wrong? (laughs) What could go wrong? I mean, they do go hand in hand, right? They are related. I just saw this. This is uh, Chris Sununu, fresh off of his um, refusal to run for president, his big announcement that he's not running for president, one of the only Republicans in America to not be running for president. Um, he is. Uh, he appears on MSNBC with Jen Circleback Pisaki. And, well, take a listen. Do you think any indictment, yeah. an indictment on issues no. around no. other indictments could help other candidates or would hurt Trump? No. You don't think no. the indictments matter? No. No. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Obviously Tell me what they you don't. think. No. They don't. They absolutely don't matter. No, these indictments, uh, and if I may, a combination of the media, um, you're, you're, you're creating a, the, the boy who cried wolf syndrome, right? What happened in, in New York was wrong. I mean, it really was. They are beating up on, on Trump for political reasons. That's the, he's talking about the, the indictment by Bragg up there over the, the hush money to uh, the porn star. Right. Where we have to reinterpret. We have to have a novel interpretation of the law in order to make this indictment stick. So, yeah, I. Right. I agree with Sununu on this. Everybody sees that. What happened with the Russian collusion that never existed effectively exonerated the guy so he can play a victim card. You've all created a situation where God, what, what kind of planet are we on where Donald Trump's become the victim? Well, but that's first of really all, I, what think, it is. I think we very... And so now we nobody know, believes it. Well, nobody believes it. We know, I have to stop you on there because we know very clearly that Putin and the Kremlin did intervene in our election in order to try to help Donald Trump back in 2016. So we know... Do you hear what she just did? So deceitful, so dishonest. What did he say? 
He said the Russian collusion hoax. What's he talking about? He's talking about the Steele dossier, right? He's talking about Trump being a, a puppet of Vladimir Putin. And what does she talk about? She talks about the Facebook ads that the troll farm bought, right? She's talking about the the $200,000 or whatever that they spent on Facebook ads <laughs> to try to influence the election. The troll farm, the IRA troll farm, was it like international, whatever, I don't even remember what it was called, Re- research agency, something. Yes, they tried to, quote, influence our election. You know who also tries to influence our election? Oh, you know, like every other foreign entity. They all engage in this stuff all the time. So, yeah, they bought some Facebook ads. But he's talking about the Russia collusion hoax. And she's like, no, no, no. We have evidence. We know it's been proven that they interfered. She's got to protect that narrative. I wonder if MSNBC watchers, viewers, I wonder if they even know that the Steele dossier was a hoax. I wonder. You know, that is true. But you may think that they shouldn't engage in this as a messaging tool because it's not helpful to them. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not going to re- relitigate. You know, the the Russian collusion nonsense that went on for two years. You don't need to relitigate. It's been litigated it by, right. by lawyers yeah, yeah, and it's, investigations. It's, not, it's nonsense. But you. That's but now nobody. Not true, but nobody. But nobody but, yeah, it's but, not. But, that's the thing. It's not arguable. It isn't. What he's talking about is not arguable. He's talking about the nonsense. He's talking about the Steele dossier. And she's talking about a couple hundred thousand dollars in Facebook ads. That remember Robert Mueller and he brought some indictments against like 19 Russians. Did we ever catch them, by the way? Are they still on the loose? Putting up memes and such. <laughs> All right, let me finish this out. It's only a couple more seconds of this clip. But nobody buys that any attack on Trump isn't anything but political. You've created, everyone has kind of created this scenario and right. he is playing it to the fullest. Right. He's playing the violin strings better than anyone imagined, which is why his poll numbers miraculously are actually going up. So these candidates are going to have to get on this. All right, so there you go. I think Sununu is exactly right. And I see it, I hear it. People call in, send me emails like this. They don't believe any of it. Because it's the boy who cried wolf. The walls are closing in. The walls are closing in. All right, hey, real quick. It is estimated that more than 6 million Americans have Alzheimer's. It affected my family. My grandpa had it. New research and treatments are showing promise, but there's still a long way to go. So can you help me by supporting the Alzheimer's Association's Western Carolina chapter? The Family Dance Party Charlotte's on June 10th. From 1 o'clock until 5 o'clock, it's at the Roxbury Nightclub in Uptown Charlotte. Go to Mix1079.com and get tickets and come bust a move on the dance floor or donate tickets to a family that's battling the disease. The Family Dance Party is presented by Jameson Realty. Again, if you can help us out, I appreciate it. Go to Mix1079.com and thank you for considering the request. Mike Pence calls for it to be unsealed and now the judge has unsealed the indictment. Um... And I've been kind of reading through it a little bit. Uh, first, I'll let me go over here and get Tom on uh, while I'm kind of perusing. Tom, welcome to the show. Hey, Pete, I love your show. You're the smartest guy on radio. Well, I don't know if that's saying much, but thanks. <laughs> After the corruption of the Warren Wilson administration, which is very similar to what we're going on today, except it involved the League of Nations, the country flung themselves the other way and elected Calvin Coolidge. Mm. Why can't we do that? Calvin sent one half of the federal employees packing. 
send them home. Like, forget it. Go home. Get another job. Work for the private industry. Mm. Let's. Why? Why isn't anybody running on that platform? Because. Well, I just gave you the 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 stats, right? The eighty percent of Democrats and like uh, I think it's over half of independents say government should do more. They want government yeah. to do more. This is what happens yeah, when did, I mean, you, if we've trained up generations through government schools, that government is the answer. Yeah, but we did that in COVID, and the, and it all fell down. Like it was the worst ever in the schools. The schools sucked, and industry. Industry is terrible, and, and inflation went crazy. And I mean, there's so many other reasons why government falls down. Let's just do the other thing. Let's I agree with you. Back to private industry. Yeah, Tom, I mean, I agree with you. I I just don't know if that's a I don't know if that's a winning message because I think there are people that it it, it doesn't look look at California, look at San Francisco right now, right? Yeah, that's crazy. They're yeah, still. I mean, they right. are still like they are doubly like the two the the, the owner of the two largest hotels. Uh, or yeah, the largest and then the fourth largest hotel. It's like Park Hotels or something. They're they're closing. They're defaulting on their mortgage and they're walking away from the hotels in downtown San Francisco. Six days wow. after San Francisco announced a big new marketing campaign to get people to come visit. They and, and the reason why the hotel owner said that they were walking away was they have no confidence that the city is going to change course. And so. Yeah, like that. This is what people want. This is what these voters want. Hey, I'm doing everything I can to get out of Mecklenburg County for the very same reason. <laughs> well, I yeah. mean, the sheriff alone is the is a is a rock solid reason to leave the county. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I'm with you on that, Tom. I appreciate the call, buddy. Thank you. Thanks, Pete. Yeah, man. All right, uh, have a great weekend. Um, all right, so here's the thing. It says uh, Donald Trump. Uh, this is from the indictment. That Trump uh, gathered newspapers, press clippings, letters, notes, cards, photos, official documents, and other materials in cardboard boxes that he kept in the White House. Among the materials stored in his boxes were hundreds of classified documents. The classified documents Trump stored in his boxes included information regarding defense and weapons capabilities of both the U.S. and foreign countries, United States nuclear programs, potential vulnerabilities of the United States and its allies to military attack, Plans for possible retaliation in response to a foreign attack. The unauthorized disclosure of these classified documents could put at risk the national security of the United States, foreign relations, the safety of the United States military and human sources, and the continued viability of sensitive intelligence collection methods. At, uh, and he ceased to be president on January 20th. Um, and he had the stuff moved to Mar-a-Lago as an active social club. Uh, lots of guests. Um, the Mar-a-Lago Club was not an authorized location for the storage, possession, review, display, or discussion of classified documents. Nevertheless, Trump stored his boxes containing classified documents in various locations, including in a ballroom, in a bathroom, shower, in an office, in his bedroom, and in a storage room. On two occasions, Trump showed classified documents to others. So one of them is the meeting that I've gone over before with the the authors the biographers for mark meadows uh the other one here is that he showed a representative of his political action committee who did not possess a security clearance a classified map related to a military operation and told the representative that he should not be showing it to the representative and that the representative should not get too close <laughs> well yeah that that would it, it 
if that, yeah, that would seem to indicate he knew that it's classified and that guy can't see it. The FBI then opened a criminal investigation. Federal grand jury investigated and began the next month. This would have been March, April 22. Um, Issued a subpoena requiring Trump to turn over all the documents. Trump endeavored to obstruct the FBI and grand jury and conceal his continued retention by, among other things, A, suggesting that his attorney falsely represent to the FBI and grand jury that Trump did not have documents. (laughs) So just tell them we don't have them. (laughs) Okay. He directed defendant Waltine Nauta, Nauta, Waltine, 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 Nauta, to move boxes of documents to conceal them from Trump's own attorney and the FBI and the grand jury. C, he suggested that his attorney hide or destroy documents called for by the grand jury subpoena. D, provided to the FBI and grand jury just some of the documents called for by the subpoena while claiming that he was cooperating fully. E, causing a a certification to be submitted to the FBI and grand jury falsely representing that all the documents called for by the grand jury subpoena had been produced while knowing that, in fact, not all such documents had been produced. Now, remember, Trump's lawyers quit today they said that's a good opportunity for us with the miami indictment coming down it's a good opportunity for us to take the exit ramp and uh yeah he's gonna have a fantastic team but we're not gonna talk about it anymore (laughs) 